Welcome to Educated with Oil. I am your host, Ronette Branham, here to offer biblical strategies for effective teaching. How are you today, everyone? I am so glad to see that you're tuning in. I uh, just wanted to say again that I'm grateful for this opportunity to discuss with you different strategies, biblical strategies for effective teaching. Today I have one that's a concern to me, and I'm sure it when something is a concern to somebody, there's more than one person having person having the same uh, challenge or thought. You know, our thoughts. You know, we are going through the same thing, doing the same thing. So, I just wanted to say, we must. Uh, well, sometimes we can work on a goal. Our, our, we're looking at a goal, we're aiming towards a goal, right? And then we're so focused on that goal that we're not paying attention to what's happening in between here and that goal in our day-to-day -day life, in our day-to-day -day lives, in our day-to-day -day interactions. We can get caught up in, I'm aiming toward this, and this is it, and forget that still we need to be our steps need to be ordered by God step by step. He's going to light unto our path. That doesn't mean he's just going to shine a light at the end. You know, you know how we, at the end of the tunnel, but he's going to shine a light on our feet step by step. So we really can't see the end. We know what we have in mind as the end goal, but we can get caught up in that goal. And that's what was happening to me. I was caught up in that goal, working with my students to achieve these goals that I have for them, right? Mm -mm -mm. I want you to advance this amount of steps. I want you to learn this so you be prepared for that and learn this kind of math. Second grade math, you know, master it so that when you get to third grade, you'll be ready for third grade. Uh, master the reading, first grade reading, so at least you'll be second grade reading. And then if you're second grade reading, master it so you'll be ready for third grade. And I'm focusing on that. I'm, for, I'm sort of forgetting that the children are children. You know, they're wanting to learn. They're wanting to do what I ask. They want to prosper. They want to succeed. They are anxious to. But then sometimes they're not ready. And then we're like, you can do this. You got this. And then we're stressing them out because we have this goal that we're trying to prove to whoever. I know I set out to prove something, but why? At, at the sake of who? You know, like, these are little kids. They're trying to learn. They're trying to please their parents. And parents are, I remember at the beginning of the, the first market period, the parents were, I had a few parents upset because their children didn't get awards and certificates. And their children not even on grade level. So how could you get a second grade certificate when you're not even on second grade level? So, no, you didn't meet these standards, so you can't get a... I met these standards certificate. You can't. That doesn't work like that. Otherwise, this is fake. What's the sense? Right? So, I just wanted to revamp because I have found out on Wednesday. Today is the end of, just the end of January. Um, and I found out on Wednesday. I had burned myself out. I was stressing myself out. And Wednesday, I came to work. My throat was all scratchy, all sore. Carl, you, you hear I'm clogged up right now. And, and, and that day, I was so, I was so burned out um, that I wasn't even productive. I had my students, um, they were working on some tests. 
that they had to do. They had to do literacy. They had to do math. These are tests, some kind of benchmark test for every the district. And I was pressuring my students, if you do this, we're going to have a pizza party, stressing them out. And if this amount of students can move up, I don't care how much, just stressing them. Remember your parent, your dad is looking for you and people are watching. Stop. That's none of their business. Their business is to learn. If they can't learn it, they didn't learn it. What? what what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing could happen because for years past, students weren't progressing. So all of a sudden, your students don't progress. It's a big deal. You're going to lose it. What's going to happen? Nothing. So we just have to get our priorities straight. So I have a, a scripture, um, a, a few scriptures. Um, one, it says, did I scroll down too far? Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Don't seek that goal. Don't seek that, uh, your de what you desire, your desired result. Because the results may be different than you desire. And then what? What's going to happen? God's going to disconnect from you? No. Stop it. Relax. Don't pressure these children. Teach the children. Let them learn. Let them be happy while they're learning. And I prided myself, I shouldn't even say that, but I was happy with the way I was governing my classroom and ha having the students happy while they're learning. I let them learn, I, I let them work hard, and then they take a break and they relax totally for 10 minutes. Then we went back to work. Afternoon, the same thing. Totally, they relaxed. They didn't, well, I didn't stress them. Let your minds relax. And I did that, and I'm ha I was happy with that. And then it got time for testing. I'm thinking about, oh, people are watching me. I set all these big goals. And people are saying, I'm telling people what my students are doing. Now, my students are 100% progressing. I mean, some, a couple that I know I had to be first, a, a couple I know is because of language. And uh, they are moving. I'm talking about, I give them a subject and they can write sentences about that subject. Beginning of you, they could not do anything like that. They weren't writing on the lines. They're writing all over the place. They're writing on the lines, putting periods and capitals. They are doing it. So for me to worry about a test, uh, an assessment that's given by the district, why? That's not my business. That's not their business. Teach the students, let them learn, and they're going to grow. They're going to uh, be who they want to be. In 10 years, this test is not going to matter Will they'll be. 17, 18 graduate high school, you think they're going to remember what happened in second grade? You think you think anybody is going to make any a difference to anyone? No, it's not. When they And 10, 15 years, they're in college. You think they're going to remember, oh, man, I remember I failed. The, I didn't do well on a second grade assessment. Who cares? The thing is, you're teaching your students. Your students are learning. If they don't take a good test, if they're not a good test taker, that's what. Stop stressing these kids out. I, I, I had to repent. I Lord, forgive me. Now I have to figure out how I'm going to renew my mind so I can do it right. And I got a, a couple more scriptures. This one, these are like seeking God. Now, devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. Begin to build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you may bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the sacred articles belonging to God into the temple that we built for the name of the Lord. That's 2 Chronicles, um, 1 Chronicles 22 and 19. To me, that is saying, build that sanctuary of, of, of God in your heart. You know, seek God, build it up, and 
Everything will flow from it. You'll be at peace. You'll have that joy, all of that. But if you start devoting your soul and heart to other things that are not God, you know, there's a scripture talking about seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to, to you. All the things that you're seeking, all the, the food and the uh, shelter and, you know, the water, all the nat natural things that you desire that you need will be added if you seek God. So seek God and, and don't seek the desired result. And I, I mean, not saying you don't have goals because we have goals. Um, our goals, do we always miss? Sometimes our goals have to be adjusted. You know, we are just stressing ourselves out as teachers. Stressing our, the students out, if they can't even get it, they're not even ready. And, and, and I'm, I don't even know what I was thinking. I know my students came in reading below kindergarten kindergarten. So I'm giving them a literacy test by, from the district. And I'm expecting them to read that stuff and answer the questions correctly. How is that possible? They don't even read. Some of them do. They can read it. I have a whole group of students seven students, maybe eight, who can read the second grade level. Everything's second grade. They can read it and they can answer those questions. They got it, right? Why am I pressuring them, though? They don't carry the whole class. And then the students that I know, they're kindergarten level. How can I get upset? How can I be so stressed out that they can't answer these questions and that they're guessing and then they're clicking? What else going to do? What else are they going to do if they can't read it? So get your mind right. I'm going to find, I mean... We got to get our minds right and think about what are we asking our students to do? Bible says, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testifying you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Is the will of God for you to stress your students out about things that are beyond their control? They can't even read what you're asking them to read. So how can they answer the questions about the reading? Because... This is a second grade level. They can't do it. They can't. My students, half of them, not half of them, a good amount can. And then uh, definitely a third of my students could read it, could do. They could, I, they got this. Now all they have to do is pay attention. But the other, the other two thirds can't read on second grade level. And I'm, we're testing them on second grade level. Why stress out about it? Do not be conformed to this world. What the world is asking. They're asking you silly to do silly things that make no sense. That ask, that's like me giving the students in kindergarten this test. And expecting them to pass it. Makes no sense. So why am I stressing out about a student not trying their best when they did try their best? So... To make your life easier, you don't stress about this world stuff. You know, you're in classroom. I'm in a classroom to teach my students. I'm in a classroom to instruct my students, to give them knowledge. And not only that, common, I don't say common sense. I can't give somebody common sense, but I can teach them how to think and what's correct, The you know, the correct way to go. And, and in general, you study so you can take a test. And so you can master something, then you could go on and master something else. I don't even mean just what we give them to regurgitate in anything. You want to be a carpenter? Study it. Learn how to be a carpenter. Then when somebody's testing you and they ask you to put down a floor for them, you can do it. You know, if you want to be a plumber, if you want to be a doctor, you study so that you can perform. 
So I want to teach them the way to study, the way to uh, reach goals. So that's my going to be my most important thing. I don't care what the district has to say. So I, I, I it also got stressed because I was like, these kids are not going to do well. How am I going to look? That doesn't make sense. Why are you worrying about what you look like? For one thing, people don't even expect you to do anything. So they expect you to move the suits a little bit. You're trying to move them move mountains. They don't even expect you to move a sandhill. You know, an anthill. So if you move an anthill, they're going to be happy. So why are you stressing out about this worldview? Like, stop it. And I really was stressed. I'm talking about, I got so sick. I'm, I put on, did a little something so that I could present this video. My nose is clogged. My throat is sore. I mean, I'm talking about, I stressed myself so bad. I couldn't hardly, I could hardly function on Wednesday. And then I just couldn't go to school. Like right now I'm sweating. I'm, I'm sweating. I'm like, for real. Oh, this is getting, because I'm stressing myself out. I burn myself out trying to perform, perform, perform and get this, get these students moving. Trying to prove a point. At the same time, I, I want to prove a point, but I want to show that education can be done differently and the students will learn. But it has to start, again, I keep going back. It has to start in kindergarten. Then they get to the first grade teacher and then the second grade teacher. And they're all on the same page teaching the same. And then it'll work. So you just can't come out with some seven, eight, eight-year-olds and then expect to move mountains. I can move mountains and I have. But why am I stressing so hard about something that I know is I did my part and now I leave the results up to God and I release all attachment to the results. I'm acting like if the kids don't perform well, it I I failed. Can't, I know I'm not a failure because I'm teaching my students. My students are learning. There are a couple who need help. I know that. And then there are a couple who they have to learn the language well enough to be able to give back, you know, in English. Because I'm, I speak English in the classroom. I'm not a fluent Spanish speaker. I can speak some, but I'm not fluent. Don't think I could give directions in Spanish. I can't. Unless I'm reading it. And by that time, the lesson's over. So just relax. Be You want to be effective for your students. We want to be effective. We want to be able to go and make a difference. And... The only way we do that is if we are whole inside. We are seeking God. We are we have set up that sanctuary. I spent Wednesday morning going to work. Before I got first thing I got up in the morning, I played Romans twelve over and over. I had to keep playing it because I wasn't getting it. Usually you take the you, you read the Bible and you let it sink into your spirit. I wasn't getting it. It was like a block. Even though I know what it said, I know what it meant. I got that. Okay, present my body. That's me. Everything that I do, every, the way I act, the way I. Talk to people. All that. Present it as a living sacrifice. That means people saying things in the wrong way to you and you responding equally the wrong way. No, don't do that. Present your body a living sacrifice. This is the body of Christ. I'm going to sacrifice myself, my thoughts, what I want, my desires for God's purpose. People will get it. People will uh, respond to that. I got it. But Wednesday morning, I couldn't get it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do what you said do. And I got to school. I was so overwhelmed with, I don't know, what kind of anxiety. 
I just couldn't, I could hardly function on Wednesday because I was thinking everything outside of me instead of inside, in, inside of me. I was thinking about what's happening outside. These, this testing, these people come in. Then the science people come in in the afternoon. Then I have some ESL coming in my classroom. Then what did my boss tell me to do? What are the teachers? What are the parents expecting? All this was going on all around me. This is what I was seeing. I was sensing it all. Instead of getting in that quiet moment within myself, taking it in and seeing what God wanted me to do. I was so overwhelmed with everything from the outside trying to hit me. And it didn't even get in. It just hit me, and I felt it. It just was a different kind of feeling. So I had to take a step back. Um, Wednesday, well, I was really, I was on top of that, I wasn't feeling well. So when I know Wednesday night, I could hardly, I could hardly talk. My, so I knew I couldn't, I couldn't go to work the next day. And then I woke up, I was even worse. So I just had to relax and know that God is who He says. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Remember that we have to stop and think. Be aware of every moment that we're in. We sometimes we are on drift as the uh, in that book, uh, Outwitting the Devil. He's talking about people being on drift, just flowing through and not being conscious and aware of what's happening in your other self, the spirit of God that's in you. So I was kind of on drift and I didn't even acknowledge the anxiety that I had. I just was going through everything, just drifting. And no, he wants me to cast all that on him because he cares for me. And because he cares for me, then I can acknowledge that I am with God. I can't say enough. Take that oil with you. I keep forgetting. I keep leaving it. And this is not good. I, 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 now I'm so aware. I'm not doing that any longer. Not. I can't. I can't. Um. There's no way. Uh, and Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who gives, who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So why? Why stress out about what administration is going to say about your kids not doing well on tests? You know, like, we got to stop worrying about the world. Your job is to educate these students. Educate the students. Leave it all on the table. And then when it's all said and done, the students still have their own mind. They take it in how they take it in. You teach them how to study, how to pass tests, how to learn what you're teaching, and it, it'll be all right. I promise you it'll be all right. You know, don't worry about what they're going to say because some people need to get over themselves because I promise a lot of those in administration administrators, they can say what they want. A lot of those administrators, administrators can't do what you're doing. They cannot come in your classroom and teach your class. I watched a lady, she did well. She did well. She came in my class and she taught um, my class. Um, they saw, taught the curriculum, the program, to my students from start to finish. She did well. Mind you, if she was their actual teacher, there would have been some things that she did differently when the students, she saw them... Um, Saw some students playing around. You know, she didn't know their names. I should have put maybe their name tags on her desk or something like that. I didn't do that. There's some things I could have done. So she did very well. She did it because she teaches the program. I mean, she really did do well. But let some of these people telling us what to do go in there. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't care what you say because the curriculum is laid out. The program is laid out. All you have to do is follow it. But 
we're taking to heart like, oh my gosh, he's evaluating me. He's evaluating me. Oh, I, got, I forgot this. I forgot that. And they're checking off things. You know, they're checking off stuff to give you whatever grade they feel like giving you. Because it's all subjective, whether they like, whether they admit it or not. It's all from their eyes because they have something that they have in their head already that they're expecting you to do. You know, so I don't even take that like that. I'm doing a great job. Grade me what you want to grade me. But that's so something different. You just have to, you just have to uh, know that God is with us and that we have to not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. I mean, Philippians 4, 6 tells us that. And then I, there's one, Isaiah 41 and 13. For I, Lord your God, hold your hand, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. So you know, you have God with you. God is helping you. You pray to him, ask him what you need. Let him take your hand. Ah, man, I, I can't say this enough. I keep forgetting. And why I keep forgetting? I start drifting. That's all I can say. I start drifting sometimes. I'm, I'm on this result-driven thing. And instead of on this following God's foot, following the steps that he ordered, you know, thing. I need to be following his light, the light that he has upon my path. Look down, see where he wants me to go. Feel it. You can feel what God asks, tells you to do. Listen to that voice. Instead of, I'm going there. I'm aiming there. That's where I'm going. Um, I know this is a serious um, thing. I didn't get a joke in, anything like that. But this is this is for real. We are stop acting like we don't know the you know the the tricks of the enemy. He wants us to drift. He wants us to get distracted. He will bring all kind of things to distract us in, instead of keeping our eye on the light and the voice of God. He don't like, look, this is where you're trying to get to. Get there, get there, get there. All the while, God is pointing step by step. And we're not looking at step by step. We're looking way down the road because the devil is like blinding us. Stop. You're not, you're not, um, you know, you understand the, the vices of the devil. It's not, you're not ignorant. We're not ignorant to that. So we have to remember every single day. See God, see God. And then really taking to each moment because I was drifting. Well, I stress myself out. So, again, let's not drift. Let's follow God. Let's hold, let God hold our hand. And um, he's there to help us. Don't be anxious. Don't keep our eyes on the prize. But the prize is in walking with Jesus Christ every day, walking with the Spirit every day. Because you may not never get down there where you're aiming to. He may tell you to take a left turn. You might, that might be where you're going, but he might tell you to take a left turn before you get there. And then you make another right to get back and another left to get where you're trying to get to. So follow him. Just be aware of the moments. If you're aware of the moments, I mean, we're aware of the moments. We can hear God's voice in those moments because he's not the one that's yelling. He's not. If that you hear yelling, it's not him. That is not God. He is the one who is with that still small voice. So again, remember, I just want to take, I just want you to take that with you. Um, I know that God is, is with us. He's holding our hands every step of the way. Seek him first. Uh, transform your mind. Renew your mind. Don't conform to this world and what they want you to do. 
and we got this. Well, I say that all the time. We got this. It, um, again, thank you for joining in. Thank you. Again, um, I am Ronette Branham, here to offer biblical strategies for effective teaching. Um, thank you for joining me. Also, this jewelry is tonight. Today's episode is sponsored by She Crafty Boutique, where you can see um, this lovely jewelry is made by She Crafty Boutique. Um, by Shanika, and you could log on to SheCraftyBoutique.com or on Instagram at SheCraftyShop. Thank you, and have a good night.